0: The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour.
1: Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour.
2: St. Elizabeth of Hungary.
0: This is the story of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Elizabeth was born in the year 1207. At the age of four, she was betrothed to Prince Louis of Thuringia, a boy a few years older than herself. When she was 14, the marriage was solemnized. Not very long after the wedding, Prince Louis was chatting with his older cousin, Henry. You'll have to do something soon, Louis. Those
3: bandits are getting much too bold. Travelers hardly dare take the forest road anymore. I know it, Henry. I'll have to go after them myself, I suppose. My captains come back with excellent excuses, but no bandits. You would go?
0: So soon after your
3: wedding? Oh, Elizabeth will understand.
0: Hmm.
3: Well, of course, she's always so busy. Perhaps she won't miss you too much. I don't think I care for that remark, cousin. Oh, I
0: only meant that Elizabeth spends more time among the peasants and beggars than she does at court. Well, she always has. I don't
3: see any harm in it.
0: Well, it is a little unbecoming now, don't you think? You don't approve of works of mercy, Henry? I do not approve of a princess lowering herself in public. She's making you the laughingstock of Europe. And what's more, she's squandering money. Every beggar in the country comes here for what he can get out of her. I don't hear something what... else. Who knows what sort of disease she may pick up among them. I wouldn't dare go into those hovels, and I'd never allow my wife to risk her health that way. I admit I hadn't thought about that. That's time you did, Louis. For Elizabeth's sake, as much as for your own.
4: I'm sorry I'm late. Good evening, Cousin Henry. Am I interrupting?
0: We were discussing the bandits, Elizabeth. It seems Louis is determined to go after them himself. I know. You'll... um. Remember what I've been saying, Louis. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, of course, Henry. And thank you for your advice. I leave you then. Your servant, Elizabeth.
4: Good night, Henry. Louis, dear. Darling. I suppose you must go yourself, Louis.
3: I'm afraid so. Oh, Elizabeth, where have you been all day?
4: At the hospital. The workmen have almost finished the new wing. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful. Oh, Louis, you couldn't have given me a finer wedding present.
3: Elizabeth, I've been thinking. I'm afraid you must stop giving your personal attention to the sick poor.
4: Stop? But why?
3: Perhaps because I tell you to.
4: But I don't understand. You never objected before. Giving
3: money to the poor is all right. I don't mind about that. But your place is here at court. You can find something to amuse you here.
4: It isn't exactly amusement to nurse the sick, Louis. They are our people, yours and mine. And they need kindness and care quite as much as they need food. They'd like to see me and talk with
3: me. No wonder they can boast that a princess had waited on them.
4: Why not? Perhaps it makes them want to go on living.
3: It's unsuitable, Elizabeth, and it might be dangerous. I forbid it.
4: But, Louis, it, it means so much to me and to them.
3: Send a servant.
4: But you don't understand, Louis. We are the servants of your people. Why else are you going out to get rid of those bandits? That's your duty as a knight and a prince. And my duty is to care for the sick and the old and the helpless children.
3: Your duty, Elizabeth, is to do what I tell you. Now let's hear no more about it.
0: Louis rode off with his men-at-arms to subdue the banded stronghold near the frontier. He was successful much more quickly than he expected. So, leaving most of his men to complete the task, he rode homeward in high good humor, meaning to surprise Elizabeth by bringing the news himself. As his horse turned into the steep road up to the Bartwood Palace, he saw coming toward him a cloaked figure carrying something,
3: and he reined in.
2: Elizabeth.
4: Oh, Louis! Oh. Is that you? Oh, God be thanked, your saint. Oh yes,
3: we cleaned out that nest of trouble, Elizabeth. There'll be no more murdered travelers on that road. But where on earth are you going? It's almost dusk.
4: I was going to the hospital, Louis.
3: Elizabeth.
4: Oh, forgive me, my lord. I made Henry tell me what he'd been saying to you. He explained that you were afraid I might catch some sickness. So I haven't done any nursing, Louis. None at all. Believe me. It's just that it it seems to please the poor soul so much to see me. That I haven't the heart to desert them.
3: What are you carrying? Come, open your clothes.
4: Yes, my husband.
1: Why are you needing Elizabeth? But
4: thank God. Louis. now do you believe that God approves of my charity?
3: They're real. They are roses. What what were you carrying with me?
4: Bread.
3: Perhaps you'd better go get some more.
4: Oh, my dear, may I? And take it down myself.
3: Not by yourself, Elizabeth if I may I'd like to come with you.
0: From that evening onwards Louis's interest in the welfare of his people equaled that of Elizabeth. Together they made themselves beloved by the whole country. Their shared happiness was deepened with the birth of a son and two daughters within the next few years. Then Suddenly...
4: It's bad news, isn't it? I knew it the minute the messenger rode into the courtyard. What is it, Louis?
3: The emperor is going to join the crusade, Elizabeth. This is his summons for me to join him.
4: Oh, no, Louis.
3: You wouldn't have me refuse, Elizabeth?
4: Oh No, no, of course not. You're the bravest and best knight in Europe. But you'll be gone so long.
3: Only a year or two. And if I fight well... Think how proud you'll be of me when I come riding home.
4: If you won back the Holy Land single-handed, I couldn't be more proud of you than I am now, Louis. You know that.
3: I know that, Elizabeth.
4: Oh, couldn't I come with you? King Richard's queen went with him.
3: And leave Thuringia without a ruler? Besides, they're the children.
4: But I can't rule without you, Louis.
3: Certainly you can. And you must.
4: If you believe so, my dear. I'll try.
3: Our people love you. And, uh... Well, if anything should happen to me...
4: Oh, no, no, Louis, don't talk that way. Now,
3: you must be regent until our son grows up.
4: Nothing must happen to you, Louis. Oh, how could I bear it? I
3: promise to take good care of myself. But I've thought about this, my dear. While I am gone, if you need advice, go to Conrad of Marburg,
4: Fire, comrade.
3: Yes. They say he's the wisest man in Europe. Even the Pope takes counsel from him.
4: Oh, I don't like him very much, Louis. He seems terribly stern.
3: Perhaps he is, but you can trust him. I promise you'll obey him as if he were myself.
4: I promise, Louis.
3: You see, my dear, you're so impulsive, and I love you for it. But while I'm away, I want to be sure you're safe and happy
4: safe, perhaps, but until you return, I shall never be happy.
0: The Crusaders streamed across Europe to take a ship in Italy. In Otranto, Louis caught the fever and was dead in two days. The news was scarcely known in Thuringia when Louis's cousin, Henry confronted a dazed and grief-stunned Elizabeth. You may leave us, Isenthrood. I wish to speak for your mistress.
5: She isn't in any condition to talk, my lord, Henry. You can see that for yourself.
0: Leave the room.
4: You may go, Isenthrood. It doesn't matter. my lady. Sire?
0: Well, Elizabeth, I've come to say goodbye.
4: Are you going away, Henry?
0: No, Elizabeth, you are.
4: I don't understand, Henry.
0: You expect to be regent, don't you?
4: God help me, Henry. I am regent, until my son is a man.
0: Did you really imagine I'd stand for that, Elizabeth?
4: Henry, are you saying that you mean to seize the throne? And
0: just what else did you suppose I'd do? But Louis trusted you, Henry. My cousin was too good for this world. Of course, the silly fool trusted me. I was sure he'd not come back, so I, I made my plans.
4: Louis's people will never allow you to take his son's throne, Henry. They love Louis.
0: I have no intention of asking their opinion. Tomorrow morning, I shall be Landgrave of Thuringia.
4: God forgive you, Henry.
0: The proclamations are all signed and ready. So you see, you haven't much time. You'd better start now.
4: You mean now? Just walk away into the night?
0: Precisely. Take your children and go. I don't particularly care where, but if you value the life of your son you'll get him out of this country as quickly as possible. I'm being recklessly merciful in letting him go, alive.
4: I can't believe it.
0: Better hurry, Elizabeth. If the boy is still here at midnight, I may think better of my, uh, kindness.
5: Milady, I heard it all. What are you going to do? Will you get
4: the children, Isentrude? Dress them warmly.
5: But you'll die on the road, my lady. You're not strong enough to go yourself, let alone to take three little children. He expects
4: that, Isentrude. More, he thinks I'll take the road to Hungary and my father. I think we're meant to die on that road. God punishes black heart. So for my husband's sake and for his people, we mustn't die. But you will. Only if it's God's will, Isentrude. Now get the children ready while I find my heaviest shoes and clothes. Let me come with you, milady. No. Oh, God bless you for it, Isentrude. The risk is too great. And Henry could revenge himself on your people here. Milady, God go with you. Be sure he will, Isentrude. And pray for us.
0: And God went with Elizabeth. She would not seek help from the country people, fearing to compromise them. But everywhere she was recognized, and always love was stronger than fear. Secretly, swiftly, she was passed from cottage to cottage, and farm to farm, until she and her weary children passed the border safely. At last, she reached Bamberg, where her uncle was Bishop. Here she lived for two years. Then, remembering her promise to Louis, she went to consult Prior Conrad.
4: I ask your advice, Prior. What shall I do?
2: What do you wish to do?
4: I want to stay here or anywhere where I can be at peace and work among the poor. They've given me back my dowry so I can do much for those who have been kind to me in exile. Is it my duty to return to Beringia?
2: Your duty, princess, is to serve your husband's people. Unless you have a greater duty to God. That is perfectly plain.
4: Then I must go back.
2: These two years you have mourned for the dead. For your lost happiness.
4: The world means nothing to me, prior conrad. There is only my duty to my son.
2: Your soul is alive, princess. You want me to tell you that you can be in this world and yet not of it. You would take your wealth and become a lady bountiful, giving to those who please you, enjoying your work among the sick, because it has always been your vocation. That is what you want to do.
4: Yes. Yes, prior comrade.
2: You will be loved and even honored. There's nothing sinful there. Indeed, by the standards of this world, it is a worthy way to spend a life. It will not bring you happiness.
4: But I've told you I I can never know happiness again.
2: If you have the courage, you can know a happiness greater than you have ever dreamed of, princess. Happiness? Call it that. The love of God. Not his love for us, which is for everyone. But the love for him which is known only by a few, when all earthly ties are lost.
1: But
4: my son...
2: The Lady Eisendrude will make him an excellent guardian.
4: She loves the children, and they love her.
2: And I will see to it that your son's rights are safeguarded far better than you could do it yourself. If you remain in the world, princess, your hand will be asked in marriage. You will find it hard to refuse. They will explain that... It is for your son's sake.
4: Yes, yes, that could happen. But I wouldn't.
2: Can you be sure?
4: Prior, Conrad, I want to serve God and help his poor. Isn't that enough?
2: Is anything ever enough when a soul is seeking God?
4: No, you're right. Nothing is ever enough. God has been so good to me. He gave me happiness in the love of my husband... And joy in the bearing of children. I owe him everything I can give.
2: The most you can give is yourself.
4: Tell me what to do, Prior Conrad. I will try.
0: The beginning was easy enough.
4: Therefore, I renounce all rights in the throne of Thuringia to my son forever. In God's name, my lord, be loyal to him as you were loyal to his father of blessed memory, whom you call Louis the Good. My wealth I relinquish altogether to the convents, monasteries, hospitals, and orphanages, which my husband caused to be built in his country. I renounce my rights, in the royal line of Hungary and declare myself no longer a princess, but the humblest of the servants of God and his poor, and this I swear in the sight of God.
0: Thereafter, it was not easy. Elizabeth learned the harsh lessons of discipline. Eisentrude, who came to visit her, stormed off to see Prior Conrad.
5: Prior, hasn't my poor lady suffered enough to lose her husband and now to be separated from her children? And still you are not satisfied?
2: Is she satisfied?
5: Why, I don't know. She doesn't complain, but she can't be. You make her do penance, why, she's never sinned in her life.
2: Lady Eisentrude... It is the business of certain dedicated souls to do penance for the sins of others.
5: But she is a saint if ever one walk the earth.
2: God knows if that be true, Lady Isentrude. If it is so, then Elizabeth is doing exactly what she should with her life. Out of the great sacrifices of saints comes the treasury of grace, on which we poor souls who are not saints can draw for strength in time of trial.
5: I know you are a learned theologian, Prior Conrad, But I say you are deliberately being cruel to my poor mistress.
2: I am sorry you should feel so, my daughter. Are you cruel when you make Elizabeth's children do their lessons?
5: Why, that is not the same thing at all.
2: Elizabeth is learning no more than the simplest religious in the world learns. As soon as she joins an order, it is to submit her will in all things to her superiors. Even when those superiors seem unreasonable and even unkind... Only when the human will is subdued absolutely can God speak to the human soul.
5: But Elizabeth is good. She wants only to do good.
2: In her own way. Lady Isentrude, I must forbid you to visit Elizabeth again.
5: But I am the only friend she has in the world.
2: Does a soul in search of God need human friends, my daughter? The need of her soul is the grace of God... Anything that ties her to this world is a distraction. You will not visit Elizabeth again.
0: Thus, Elizabeth's only contact with her past life was cut off. At first, she rebelled. Later, she obeyed in dumb misery. And then one day, Prior Conrad
2: came to see her.
4: Prior Conrad, may I confess
2: something? certainly, my daughter
4: Sometimes I have almost hated you, prior Conrad
2: yes, of course, you knew naturally, but now,
4: oh no, not now, Prior Conrad, all at once, i I found peace, all the struggle's gone, all my grief for Louis has vanished. I can't express it. There aren't any words.
2: God be thanked, my daughter. It won't last, you know.
4: I know that, too. It's too precious to belong to every day. I'll have to fight to regain it, won't I?
2: Yes. So all the great saints tell us.
4: Oh, I'm not a saint, Prior Conrad, but uh, Now I know that to have spent my life pitying myself and glorying in the good I was doing would have been selfish. Now it's. it's as if I, I'd had a glimpse of what. Louis must know in heaven the peace of God, and nothing else matters.
2: No, nothing else matters.
4: Well, Conrad, why have I been so
1: fortunate?
2: The world would not call you so, my daughter. If your courage and faith have brought you grace, maybe for a reason we do not know.
0: she had not many more months to live. When it was evident that she was dying, Prior Conrad allowed Eisentrude to come to her.
5: Elizabeth, oh, my poor mistress.
4: It was good of you to come, Eisentrude. Tell me, my son, is he well?
5: Oh, yes.
4: He'll make a good ruler, Eisentrude, As good as his father. And my daughters.
5: Pretty as pictures, the two of them.
4: If they wish to marry, you'll see that they find husbands as kind and good as Louis, won't you?
5: But you... You can't be going to die.
4: Yes, didn't you know that, my dear? How good God has been to me, Isendrode.
5: I don't see it. After all you suffered... Everything you went through, how can you say that God was good when you're dying at 24?
4: That is his last and greatest mercy I've intrude, to have given me so many opportunities in so short a life. There is eternity ahead, my dear. Eternity blinding happiness utter peace he has given me a glimpse of it here but now if I'm judged worthy and his mercy reaches out to me I shall know it forever and Louis will share it with me pray for me eyes truth pray for me I shall pray for you and all our people if God receives me among his own.
2: I do not know if I was right or not. I saw in Elizabeth a soul ready for God's special grace. If she would fight to win it, Why it should have been laid upon her, a girl, and a princess, to struggle with life, with her own nature, to find sainthood, I do not know. But I did not need the miracles which followed her death to tell me that she had succeeded.
0: Elizabeth, Princess of Hungary, widowed, betrayed, exiled, and dead at 24, stands triumphantly before the throne of grace, reaching out her hands to her desperate countrymen in their hour of need. Not the least of all the miracles of Elizabeth of Hungary is the survival of the soul of the Hungarian people through so many years of persecution, war, and destruction. That miracle continues. Elizabeth, the young and lovely saint of Hungary, for whom the bread of charity turned into roses and the harsh crust of sacrifice turned to God's infinite grace, watches and prays for her people. And they can never be defeated while they look to her.